Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. The stock market is not a savings account. I don't care what anyone tells you. The stock market is not a savings account. Everybody should have emergency savings that are not tied to the stock market. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the Buy the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. I want to say thank you to all of our students from By the Hood University as well as MDC Strategy. Shout out to all the youth from the By the Hood Ownership Camp. Listen, um, this is our podcast, or like I said, our webcast, where we come to you once a week and talk about what's going on in the world of black wealth and finance and just have conversations overall, man. I'm joined by my partner in Crown Core. Core, what's up, good brother? What's really good, man? How's everything been? Man, everything's good, man. I got no complaints, man. And for those who listen to our um our Wednesday pod, feel free to join us on Friday. We do a Friday live. So we're um, you know, we do the Wednesday show, we do a Friday live. And our Friday live, we always do a giveaway. Um, and that's every Friday at 7 p.m. on our YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page is where we stream that. Um, always giving back to the community. So make sure you tune in for that. But you know, we always bring articles and things that interest us in the world of black wealth and finance to our pod now. Um, like I said in the in the uh, previous episode we do have other guests that will be coming on but our show is no longer guest centric because cats be fraud man and that's it's kind of what we're going to talk about today man um it's this article that i found interesting and me and Corey were talking about it so you know for those watching the actual uh video edition of this shout out to you make sure that you hit that like button on youtube and do all the stuff they tell you to if you're listening to the audio that's fine as well shout out to you um we will you know um basically read this actual article so you can have an understanding shout out to all of our audio listeners um we appreciate you uh leave us a good some good feedback on um apple Podcasts as well as spotify and google oh shout out to youtube music too i see youtube music now has podcasts which is pretty dope but um, let me share this article real quick core and let's just jump right into it like i said we don't want to uh sit on here and just talk all day but we want to get right into the subjects at hand but let me start to read the article And this article, by the way, is from CNBC, Your Money. It says that, and by the way, this article came out on May 18th, so this is a fairly recent article. By the time you're hearing it, it'll probably be like the 24th or so. So it says, young investors are selling stocks and using retirement accounts for emergencies. Let me read a little bit of this article. It says, bank bank rate has found that 53% of Gen Z and 43% of millennial investors said they expect to put more money into stocks in 2023. But a new survey from the site shows that almost half of Gen Z and one third of millennial investors sold stocks or didn't buy more this year due to elevated inflation. There's a financial advisor, Jordan Awoye, says many young investors are tapping stocks heavy, tapping stocks and heavy retirement accounts, as well as other investment accounts to cover everyday expenses. So it says most young investors claim they are going to invest more money. But in fact, they have been doing the exact opposite. So that's according to Bankrate. The study found that 53% of Gen Z and 43% of millennial investors expect to put money into stocks, much more so than Gen X, which is 19%, and Baby Boomers, which is 9%. But uh, Greg McBride, who is the 
Bankrate chief financial analyst, said the two younger cohorts have done the exact, exact opposite of what they said they would do. So what they're seeing is investors have a propensity. Um, it says young investors is a much higher propensity to have been taking action so far in 2023 in the face of things like elevated inflation and higher returns. But um, the bottom line is they are not doing so. But where this article gets interesting, and I'm going to skip a little bit in the article because it talks about what they say they're going to do and what they're doing. But um, here's where it gets interesting. It says for a lot of them, the stock market account is not necessarily that set it and forget it like their predecessors have been taught. A lot of them are using it pretty actively and treating it like a savings account plus. So young investors are more likely than older investors to use retirement funds or money in brokerage accounts to pay off credit card debt, buy real estate, invest in their own business. But recent data says um, two out of five Americans say that their retirement savings plan is their only form of emergency savings. And that was true for younger investors, which are ages 18 to 34. Almost half said retirement savings is the only significant form of emergency savings that they have, right? So the, they go deeper into the data, but they talk about how um, younger investors are pulling from their 401ks and they're paying penalties. Um, and it says there's also missed payments and interest on 401k loans. So it's a lot going on here. But the gist of this whole article is the difference between how older investors are looking at their accounts versus the younger investors and how they're consistently tapping into their um, savings in the market, as well as their savings at their job to sometimes make end meets, but sometimes to do other things. So I thought this was an interesting article because I do talk to a lot of younger investors um, and their perspective is a lot different. It's a lot different than older investors that I um, have the privilege of speaking with. So core, um, let me make one statement and then I'll let you give your opinion on this. And that one statement is this. The stock market is not a savings account. I don't care what anyone tells you. The stock market is not a savings account. Everybody should have emergency savings that are not tied to the stock market. So I want to put that out there first and foremost. But Cor, what is your um, thoughts on this article overall as I, you know, you know, kind of abbreviated and read it to you? What, what do you think? Um, we live in a microwave society everything is microwaved and so uh money money gonna get microwaved too you know what i mean like so i don't it's nothing different than you know the difference between what we did when we were coming up and what you know what they doing now is the it's the same thing it's just done at a faster pace um uh the reason why it's happening is because you they they have more access to it <laughs> just flat out when i was a young boy you know our parents didn't have the same level of access to it we didn't have the same level of access to it up until a few years ago and so with the with, with more access comes you know they they have more access so that's what they're doing yeah so, so that's that's just my that's my view on it i i think it's a lot of problems here um for one when you're, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're constantly taking away from your retirement account, you're not giving it time to cook. It's not going to be able to cook for you. There have been several studies that have been done that if you say you invest long term, 10 years, 
but you take your count is not working on a couple specific days within those 10 years. You miss out on all the games, literally. So this is problematic. But the other thing that's problematic is um, it's not a savings account. You have to build. See, I don't agree with Dave Ramsey on a lot of what he says, but the reason that he resonates with people and that his advice works is because, for one, it's a step-by-step, um, you know, booklet for you to get off of. A little little biggie flashback, but it's a step by step approach, um, which always works for people. First, you do this. Second, you do this. So that's why it works. And the other reason why it works is because in his specific strategy, you have to do one before two. And one of those things is to pay off your debt. The other is to um, build an emergency savings. And that part is crucial. I've seen so many people on social media and the like that just go against the whole idea of emergency savings. And what happens is life happens. An actual emergency happens and you have to tap into your investments. So now you go put them for whatever your emergency is. They are not working for you. And this could be quite possibly you miss some of the best days. So emergency savings are important. And I'm talking about stuff that's not tied to the market. You need it in whatever form of um, currency you want to keep it in. But, it, can, it you know, it has to be something that's not associated with the market. Um I think that's first and foremost, right? So, and again, anything we say on here is not investment advice. This is for educational and informational purposes only. We are just having a conversation about an article. I don't want anyone to take anything I say and go run out because I am not your fiduciary. Please believe that, right? So if you need financial advice, please go seek it. But I'm just giving my opinion as someone um, who's worked in the finance space, had a securities license, and also have talked to people, um, whether it's consultations about real estate or just anything. So I see a lot of the issues that um, this article is referring to. Um, The other part is the article talks about taking tapping into your 401k and paying penalties. Yo, so now you're paying penalties to access your own money. You working, you hustling, you're literally hustling backwards. You're literally hustling backwards. Now, a little bit of empathy too. I know that some of the people um, this study is talking about kind of have no choice, right? Because things have gotten out of hand in terms of inflation. Inflation is a silent tax and is is very... Um, it's not even silent no more, though. I mean, yeah, I guess at this point when it's talked about in the news every day and the average mm-hmm. person on Twitter or, or TikTok is talking about it, it's not silent. But it's still a silent tax uh, when you compare it to other taxes. It's not, it's yeah. not in your face. So you don't recognize day-to-day these, these things are slowing up slightly, a couple pennies here, a couple pennies there. All this stuff adds up. Um, and so I do want to, I do recognize that that can be a problem. And also what I recognize is I always look at the jobs report when they talk about the jobs that are, uh, that are coming about. And I'm always shocked at just how many, um, of the younger generation are in the gig economy, which don't pay a livable wage. So that's a problem too. So now you have all these problems compounding. They don't pay, they don't, they're not making livable wages. Inflation is rampant. And now you're not even able to fight inflation by investing because you're tapping into that just to have your regular everyday um, essentials. Now, obviously, there's also some people on the other side of the spectrum who are out taking vacations and just being irresponsible with the money. So I'm not talking to them um, because regardless of what <laughs> I mean, let me put it to you this way. Regardless of what the Internet says, you cannot LLC your way out of bad habits. It's not going to happen. Right. You got, you got to, uh, you know, you got to really be disciplined and um, 
really follow a plan, whatever plan that may be. But Corey, anything you got to say, bro? You can add in at any time, man, because I got I got a couple uh, I mean, things to say. It's 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 about um, you know, um, lifestyle design. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's about lifestyle design. Like, it's about what you want out of your life. Some people would rather have the experiences than the money. I ain't gonna get mad at them. I'm just not doing that. And then some people would um, you know, like you said, some people just don't have a choice. Like. Life coming at you fast. You got to do what you got to do to 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 make your life livable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that sometimes that money sitting there is not going to help you. You know what I mean? Like if I don't live to see fifty nine and a half, how you know what I mean? Like what good is the money if I don't live to see fifty nine and a half? I I'm not saying that's what they should do. I'm saying that's what they do. You know what I mean? Like, people was like, look, I got to get through today and tomorrow. And, you know, every day is another chance for me to rebuild that that money. Now, we all we also know that the time value of money says that a dollar today is worth more than it'll ever be any on any other day. Mm-hmm. And so we know that they're going to they're going to lose value in that money every day that it's not doing the work that it was intended to do. Yes. So that. You know what most people don't understand what the time value of money is, and so they, you know, they do what they do. Yeah. And so, so, um, so just just one more thing, um, but it it goes to show how, you know, silent, silent. The the two things that eat at your money more than anything, you don't, you never see, which is taxes and inflation. The other thing, like most people think that, you know, wasteful spending and all this other stuff is the thing that eats your money. The two things that eat your money up the most are taxes and inflation because you can't see them and they, they whack you over the head with it. And so you, which means you have to be ever more vigilant and mindful about what your money is doing and, 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 and stay invested in doing those things that make sense. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. You will never get me to badmouth people that that, that 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 are living and surviving. Um, you'll never get me to do that. But on the other side, you know, the numbers just it's just the numbers say that's a that's 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 a terrible way to to finance your life. So do please, 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 if you can do better. And I know this wasn't broken down by any sort of um socioeconomic or uh, demographic so we can't really get into that this was just uh based on age it wasn't really about like you know race or or location or anything like that but i would venture to say that you know when certain people get a cold we get the flu so the numbers with us are probably a lot worse but the one thing i do want to stress is i do have empathy for people that are just trying to survive um because that's a reality for a lot of people but on the other hand I know there are a lot of people out there who are living like you just said that one thing you said that I actually wrote down. I need these experiences. That's fine, man. But, you know, retirement will happen or at the age that you should retire, because I've heard some people say, well, I'm just going to experience. I'm never retiring. That's cool. Now, when you turn 50 years old, and them knees hurt and you don't want to get out of bed. It's going to be. Listen, man, um, the the uh, the prophet Sean Jacobs once said, man, you plan for your future because you figure. You're going to be older, way, way longer than he's going to be younger. And that's the key to life. Shout out to Sheik Luch. And, you know, he was talking about retirement investing. Y'all ain't even know that, though. Um, 
but but Sheik Luch gave it to you right there because the fact of the matter is uh, the reason you see people uh, at an older age a lot of times, not all the time, um, working. And the reason I can say this is because I have people in my own family who have to go to work who don't want to go to work, but they have no choice because they have to make ends meet. And it's not good. It's not good. It's just not a good thing when you see someone in their 70s having to get up and go to a job. Um, now, for those that enjoy working at that age, you know, God bless you. But some folks know. And a crazy part about this is there are some folks where they're working hard jobs. Right. So not even like white collar jobs. And they still have to get up and go when, you know, so that's all problematic, man. So let me just ask you this, Cor, um, before I make these last couple of points, what's your advice overall? My advice is to do whatever you can to to get to get a savings that's not tied to the market, um, and whether that be and, and do it at the youngest age possible, right? Because the the thing about it is, the older you get, two things happen. The older you get, the older you get, the less your body is able to recover, and the older you get, the less people care. <laughs> so. Um, you can get a lot more help when you're young. You can also get a lot more accomplished when you're young because your body is more resilient. And so mm-hmm. do it as young as possible. Try to figure it out as young as possible. And then, you know, stick to whatever you got going on because the older you get, the harder it's going to get. And so be be advised from somebody who lived like I wasn't going to get to be this age. I didn't, I I never had any intention of living to be this age. And the decisions I made 25 years ago, had I known that I was going to be here now, I would have made a lot. I would have made way different decisions. Yeah. I heard people always say like, you know, what you, what you do now is basically taking care of your future self. Right. And again, I'm not speaking to this from a holier than our person because I understand discipline, man. I'm someone who's been, who've been uh, working, working at losing weight for a long time. So I understand that, you know, I got, I got the, I got the finance part cool, but I, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm still working on myself. So it's not, it's not coming from that place, but I also just worry about like our people specifically, because again, we get hit hardest when it comes to this. Um, and you said something that's interesting. I just wrote it down. You said that <laughs> people look at you differently when you get older, right? Right now is when you're younger is the best time to kind of like make those changes. Cause what I was thinking about is, I was reading a whole other article and it had nothing to do with this specifically, but it was talking about um, concert tickets. It was talking about because Taylor Swift had like a, a, a show or something recently and her tickets were costing goo gobs money. And what the article was saying is that we're getting to the point where because of AI as well, because people are cloning people's voices, that the experience of going to a concert in the future could possibly become a luxury item where over time the cost of going to certain concerts has come down, they believe is getting ready to spike again. Because when you look at, you know, streaming services and all these other things, you can listen on demand, that live experience. You often talk about this. There's nothing like that human energy of a live experience. There's nothing, there's right? n- nothing so, like human energy. So what the article was saying is concert tickets are getting ready to become a luxury item. And what does that have to do with this article? Because I start thinking about, um, society has moved in a place where if you look at the average like um, quality of life for someone in, um, and I remember I heard Warren Buffett say this, the average millionaire in the 1920s 
doesn't live as well as someone who makes minimum wage in 2023 just because of how things are, right? Um, just the average quality of life. But I start thinking, who's to say it always goes that way? It's been on a trajectory this way, but who's to say it stays that way? It doesn't. And, and when I, I hear them talk about what history says, it doesn't because every every empire has fallen. But when I hear <laughs> them talking about when I hear them talking about concert tickets like becoming a luxury item, what else is something that we just take for granted now that will eventually Ooh. become a luxury item? Food, water. That's the scary one, right? So then I start thinking about this article um, and, and, and putting it in, 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 this, in a, the context of all those other articles. And I'm like, man, I've already been reading about millennials not being able to, to become homeowners. And not that a homeowner is the be all end all. But the fact is, they don't even have the option. It's one thing to have the option and choose not to. But what I'm reading is they don't have the option to. Right. So. So now I'm thinking about what's going to become a luxury item and like something has to change or and it's going to be probably a political change or something, because what's going on in our country right now is out of control. Things are just too unaffordable. But for those that are living the YOLO lifestyle, you got to slow down as well. So this article was very alarming. I'll put the link to the article in the description. I know I said that for a couple of pods and I forgot to, but I promise you I will. I got it right here. So I'm going to do that. Um but I want you guys to give us your opinion on this article and also give, let me know what you think will become a luxury item in the future. Corey just said the scariest one. He jumped all the way to the extreme. It's like, but, it, but it's not, it's not extreme though. Water, if you look at what's going on. Water being a luxury item is insane, bro. Food being a luxury item is insane. Insane. I mean, like, certain types of food are already luxury items, right? But what I'm saying though is, but that, that, you know, the cost of groceries, right? So where I notice inflation always is the cost of groceries because I got four boys, right? Yeah, yeah. So I used to be able to feed my family on $600 a month. Mm-hmm. You know, $150 a week, groceries. And and that was in 2019. Okay. So not that long ago. 2023, it's like $1,700 a month. More than double. Right, and I'm buying about the same amount of food, mm-hmm. and so it's not that I'm buying like I'm literally buying almost the same. No, amount I understand of food. what you're saying. So, so, so it's the same amount of food. I'm getting one third less. I'm getting two thirds less than I was getting. So, so here's the crazy part. And you, you're in a household where you, you and your wife are both um, earning income, right? So what does that do for someone who has a single income household? <clears throat> like imagine their struggle. Yeah. So and the, and the crazy part is in 2021, I think, is when we made more money doing this and doing what we do than any time, you know. Mm-hmm. And between that and, and, and other things I had going on, I made I made yeah, nice, don't, put your, don't put your business out there. No, right? no, I'm saying I, I made a nice amount of money. And it felt like I made thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not. I wasn't going there as far as as much money. No, no, no. I, I get what you're saying. What you're what you're saying is because like of the cost of goods and services going. Yeah, like because it was so crazy. Because, like, I was in 2010, 2011, I was making forty or fifty thousand dollars, and I had way more money. <laughs> so, so here's the thing, right? Um, and that's that's an interesting point. Is is it's wild 
because I'm a frugal person by nature, right? I, I joke with Malika about this often. Like, you know how sometimes where people be online and they get excited when they see like someone pull up in a new car or show off some kind of way. Like we the opposite. When we see people who are extra frugal, it's like we get hype on that, right? So I'm already a frugal person by nature. But thank God I am because you're right. Not only the cost of goods and services, bro, um, the cost of clothing, right? I went and bought, you know, I, I wear a uniform. So I wear like, you know, black shirts, black pants. Every day. That's that's just my personal uniform. But I always re-up, keep it fresh. Dog, like double the price before. Like even T-shirts, black tees is like double the price. I'm like, yeah. yo, everything... You know, it's funny. People are like, I'm outside. Like, it'll cost too much to be outside. Like, it's just expensive between gasoline, between food, all that. You know, I'm not, I'm not complaining, right? Because um, I'm blessed and fortunate. But I often think about those that aren't because um, just the idea of getting health care, right? Imagine people without health insurance. You ever, you ever go to the crazy. doctor, get something done with your health insurance, and look not, not look what you pay with a copay, but look at what they charge your insurance? No, I, I I always do because they be I'm wilding, like, yo, they be wilding, bro. Yo, so that's you why the get a Tylenol, they may smack you for like four hundred. So, you know, I always question the charges on my joint. Like I call and question all the charges. So even my so like when my <laughs> I noticed recently I had to do that because when my son was born, they charged me for a lot of stuff, bro. They charged me, they charged me, they charged me up. But the point I make the point I'm making is is this world just isn't built for poor people get trounced yeah. in this world, I mean man. that's a better way to put it. What you said is a better poor way to put it. Poor people get they poor people get their teeth kicked in our head because nobody cares about them being poor. Like the, everybody's response to people being poor is do better, which is not always the proper response because this country has to have a certain amount of poor people for it to run correctly. Yeah. So that, makes, you question, not, makes you question everything, question the whole system. So, you but know what I mean? Like, yeah. do better isn't always just the answer. You know what I mean? It, it's like, never the answer. It's never the answer. It might be the answer. It may be the answer for certain people, but yeah. it's never the answer for the for No, the no, no, no. For the overall, that's not that's not ever the answer. Yeah. What I'm so, saying is, but that's what, what, but that's the general consensus. When you ask somebody why, the, you know, why poor people are poor, most people will say because they didn't do, you know, they made bad choices. But what would I say about compound interest? It works compound both interest ways, yeah. both work, works both ways. And so when you start off... The reason why that argument never never works to me, right, is because, right, the whole idea of, of... When you read, right, you read history, you see what happened. Just to give you a couple examples with Tulsa or the Freedmen's Bank, when we, quote, unquote, did pull ourselves up from our bootstraps and it got burnt to the ground. And nothing happened politically to kind of make us whole. So it's like, I get that it's just not that simple. And some people say, well, it's 2023, it'll be different. Eh, systems are still in place, right? Systems are systems. So I always have empathy. So even when I'm reading this article and approaching the article, I always think about those that literally are trying their best. Because there's people out there I see driving for DoorDash and they have college degrees, right? Oh, sure. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's crazy. But I always thought that, Things are supposed to get better, right? So, but it's like that's, that's the, but see, that's the dream we were sold. This, it is the dream we were sold because the boomers had it a certain way. But if you really think about it, the boomers had it better than us. I mean, the boomers still have all the resources. I mean, they haven't really let go. Um, but it's like the generation after us and the generation after them is like it's not getting better for them. 
So it didn't get better for us because they sold us the dream of college. And then they raised the price of college to the point where getting a degree became like a um like like we were just talking about with food and water. Like it, it's a you know, you gotta have a certain status to get a degree because again, you know, they use that as the stepping stone to getting jobs, right? Mm -hmm. So the system made it because before in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, degree workers were, you know, white collar workers, but the vast majority of jobs didn't require a degree. Then the, the paperwork changed when we start being able to get those jobs to where you had to get a degree to get those jobs. And so mm -hmm. what they did is turn the college system into a weapon against people. Especially well, black people. But what's, what's what's crazy is when you start to like take a step back and look at the overall system, bro, it's really wicked. Because all day long we're sold, we're constantly being sold to and marketed to about uh basically items and things that we need to make us feel better in our life. Um the vast kind of, majority of that stuff we don't need. Yeah, but it's like so then you get as, as a hamster in a wheel, you're constantly chasing that. So you're doing all these things that you think will get you that. But uh, at the end of the day, man, it's like when you think about it, our system is set up for all the money to actually end up with the bank. Every and time. Bankers. Yeah, Because anything you do has to go through that system. Everything. Yeah. All right, man. So you, you're depressing me now, man. So, like, so the facts are no, the it, No, it's a fact. It's a fact. What you're saying is not inaccurate. It's just that <clears throat> we take a, step, take a step back and look at the system. I always think back to the creature from Jekyll Island. And the first time I read that and realized, like, this is one big scam going on. All right. Now that, I know that, now that I know that, what do I do? We have to figure out how to operate within this scam. Right. That's why a lot of our folks be like, look, man, this tear the whole system down. Um, you, you can talk about that tear the system down stuff, but then you got to have replacement things or chaos ensues. Because well, what people what people hate more than structure it's chaos. People hate chaos. Yeah, that's, like, a, that's, people, a, that's, a, that's an accurate people, way to put it. <laughs> what people hate more than structure is chaos. You know, it's they, funny when, I, when folks come to me like, chaos. man, when folks come to me like, man, I want to tear the whole system down. I'm like, are you going to give your life? No. I'm like, and you so, don't want it torn down. <laughs> you don't want it torn down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So with that being said, though, man, um, everybody, make sure you read this article. Give us some feedback, though. I know we went off on a tangent there, but like that, articles like this make us go off on a tangent because um, I just feel sorry for those that you know um, are, are coming up in this current climate. Now, again, everything ebbs and flows. It's not the end of the world. And the one thing I do know is that we always tend to figure things out. But like Corey said, historically speaking, how many times can you figure things out before you just can't anymore? But also think about the fact that we now are living in a global world and a global economy. The way folks just be traveling to different countries now is wild to me because, you know, again, I'm old enough to remember where going to a different country was a big thing. Folks just be like, I work in a different country now. Like, so it's like you have freedom of movement. Um, what, what, what's the uh, what's the thing that um, our brother Link used to say? He used to say that uh, he had global he was, something. Yeah, he had a term for it because he was moving all around the globe. Global hermit or global? No, no, no. He said, "Uh, uh, uh what's the joint you do? Um, oh, geo arbitrage." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, said, yeah. "I practice geo arbitrage, so I could make a certain amount of money here, like working remotely, but then go live in a place where that money travels more." So we do have those freedoms. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the answer, Corey. I gotta remember that. Maybe that's the answer. 
I mean, I'm relocate, looking for all the answers. Yeah, man. relocate, find places where the cost of living just isn't what it is here. But anyway, man, um, with that being said, uh, before we get out of here, Corey, you got any last words for the folks? Man, just, you know, love love on each other. Make sure, you know, the people that you did care for, care for, you know, just do the things that, that are necessary to uh, to make this life a better one. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't like to see people struggle if they don't have to. So do the things that, you know, make it easier for the folks around you and for yourself. Absolutely, so, man. Um, yeah, take great. care. Take care, man. Yeah, great advice, man. And also, um, just want to like kind of piggyback on what Cora said. Um, with the way things are looking, and according to this article, it's going to take more of us to help more of us, right? So the power is always in the people. That's not just a slogan. It's real. Um, but give us some feedback. Let us know what you think about the article. Let us know what you think will become a luxury item that's not currently a luxury item. I think that's an interesting conversation. Um, the food and water one is like so real, but I was just thinking about like other things, like for instance, a college degree. That's yeah. already been is already been established as a luxury item because of the price. Well, not nah, no, I mean it has, but you got poor people that are going to pay the rest of their life to, uh, because of the degree they what they got. You know what I'm saying? Still, that's 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 the definition of a luxury item. I mean, somewhat, but yeah. So, what else would be a luxury? Item? Let us know that. Um, leave us some feedback. Check us out on Fridays if you can. Um, you know, we appreciate you guys as always. Thank you for all of the support. As we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates. We'll see you guys in our next episode. Peace. Yeah.